Welcome to the podcast of Azel Christian Church. We are a Disciples of Christ church community in Azel, Texas. We invite everyone to be who you are with us, the doubting, the believing, the wondering, and everything in between. On this podcast, you'll hear our pastor, Rev. Russell Clark, preach on how the expansive and generative love of God is seen through Jesus, the prophets, the early church, and the faith forebearers, and how this love helps us care for the world more deeply and faithfully. Sometimes it's messy and tough, but it is good news, and it is for you. How many of you have ever been told this? Don't question God. Don't question the Bible. Who's been told that before? Yep. People often say this when they're trying to impose their authority over you. Some of you may have deeper questions you thought you weren't allowed to ask, like, How do we know there's a heaven or hell? Why do bad things happen to good people? Why do kids get cancer if God is a loving God? Why do we suffer at all? How is God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit? Some questions like these have been talked about for years and book after book has been written about these subjects. As kids, we're full of questions as we begin to understand the world around us. Some kids are okay when you say something like, well, it's because the Bible tells us so. Okay, Daddy. Other kids are like, but why? Why do we do that? That doesn't sound like fun. I want to do this. Why can't I do this? Can I do this instead? Are you sure God knows what he's talking about? Is this really what God had in mind? Parents often tell me, my child is questioning the existence of God. What do I do? I say, good. As long as they're asking the questions, that's good. Questions lead to answers. If they continue to ask the questions, that means they are seeking after the answers. It's when we stop asking questions, that's when we need to worry. The opposite of faith is not questions. The opposite of faith is not doubt. The opposite of faith is giving up and not caring to ask the questions. The opposite of faith is apathy. When we give up and don't care, That's when we need to be concerned. Questions help us to grow. A pastor or parent or teacher who says, I have all the answers to what there is to know about God and Jesus and the Bible. Run from them as quickly as you can. A pastor who says not to question them, run. Maybe you've heard pastors say they have all the answers to heaven and hell. Maybe you've heard pastors say they know who exactly will be in heaven or hell. Maybe you've been told you can't take communion until you meet certain standards or you have to be baptized a certain way. Maybe you've been told you have to listen to what they say or else. Some church leaders love to make up rules and use their authority to build walls that we can't cross. Rob Bell, he talks about this in his book, Velvet Elvis, one of my all-time favorite books. Bell says we either have bricks or springs. If we are building a life with bricks, we lay down a brick and that says, the Bible says this and this is non-negotiable in my life. Or I believe it because God said it, the Bible confirms it, and that settles it. When we lay down these bricks in our lives, we end up building up walls that keep people out who are not like us. But with springs, it's like jumping on a trampoline. 
When you're jumping on a trampoline, you invite your friends to jump with you. You're excited about the joy that jumping brings you, the smile that jumping brings to your face. So you want others to jump with you. Bricks separate us from them, but springs encourage anyone to jump with you. You know, I'm not saying we shouldn't have our convictions. We all do. We all interpret the Bible and God and life a certain way. It's important that we ask questions about faith so we're able to find the answers we're looking for. But I also know that sometimes the answer to our question is that we don't know the answers. We can't lay a brick there, and we don't need to lay a brick there, and we can be okay with that. It's so important to listen to one another's perspectives and to learn that someone may not have that same experience that you have had, and that's okay. Learning something new and asking new questions breaks down these walls that we've put up. You know, I think when we listen to new perspectives, we learn that these bricks that we've tried to lay down to try to define us are totally incompatible to the greater truth that we're not so different after all. God's glory is bigger than these walls that we put up. And if we break down these walls, we'll see that God's world and God's grace and love go so much further than this box that we put ourselves in. There are three words that we need to learn to say more in our lives. I don't know. Say that with me. I don't know. I don't know all the answers. I don't have it all figured out. I can't lay a brick here. And we must learn that we are hurting people when we try to pretend that we are an authority on a subject that we can't possibly know everything about. You know, one of the greatest joys of following God and Christ and the Holy Spirit is that we don't know all there is to know. We come to a table of mystery. We have faith in a God and we're required to trust in Christ because we don't know everything. This is why God is God and we are not. We don't have to pretend that we know all the answers there is to know about God or heaven or hell because we don't. And when you think you do, skeptics and especially kids who aren't afraid to ask all the tough questions, they're quick to call you out on it. They see right through our lies, as they should. But we have enough evidence through scripture, our church traditions that have carried us through this old, old story through the generations, our reason and our logic that helps us to seek out the right answers and our experience, which nobody can take away. We know enough to have faith. We've searched enough to know there is more to God in this life that we can't ignore. We want to jump. We want to be part of this. We know this is special. Jesus' life, death, and resurrection tell us this beautiful, true story that we want to sing and shout about. There is so much to Jesus' life and the life of the other disciples throughout the ages that teach us about God's love and grace that give greater meaning to our lives. We should want to invite others to enjoy being part of this story with us, not ridicule them for not jumping on the trampoline the right way. So I saw something this past week that I did not agree with, and this is what it said. Christianity does not progress with the times. If it did, it would be a false religion. Do not be deceived into thinking that there is a progressive form of Christianity. It doesn't exist because the truth never changes. God's word is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Amen. Let me explain why I have a big problem with this statement. My very first day at seminary, at Bride Divinity School, 
they told us, you need to deconstruct what you think you know about God. You've been told things from your parents, your pastors, your teachers, and we're going to challenge you to unthink what you think you know about God. We need to unthink what we think we know about God. We need to ask the questions that we've been afraid of asking, the questions that have been hidden deep down in our souls that need to rise to the surface. See, questions help us to progress. Pro progress is exactly what Christianity is about. Progress is how we grow to see how God is always moving. Progress is how we see the living word, Jesus. In the book of Genesis, when God created the heavens and the earth and the animals and vegetation, God created creators. If God wanted us to be robots, then we would have been programmed to act a certain way, but we're not. God gave us freedom to think different things and to live different ways and to experience this different, beautiful, diverse creation in our own way. We're created to create, to be progressive. To say that God and the Bible are not progressive is a lie that goes back to the Old Testament when God first revealed who he is. So when God appeared to Moses in Exodus 33, Moses was getting frustrated with God because he wanted to know everything and see everything so God would prove himself to him. Moses said in Exodus 33:18, now show me your glory. As we learned a few weeks ago, glory in Hebrew is Kabod, which means, say that with me, I love that word, kabod. I can't hear you. Kabod. It means the weight or the heaviness of God is such a fun word to say. And, that, and glory, kabod, is who God is. So Moses is basically saying, show me who you are. And God replies, I will cause all of my goodness to pass in front of you, and I will proclaim my name, the Lord, in your presence. So later we learn that God's name is Y-H-W-H. We've talked about this before, too, about how God's name is Yahweh, or I am, or I am who I am, or I will be who I will be, or simply be. God's name is yad heh vad heh God's name is breath. God's name is the very breath that we take. God is I am. God is everything. So when Moses asked God, Show me who you are. The Lord replies, my goodness will pass in front of you and you will see my name in your presence. But God says, you cannot see my face for no one may see me and live. Then God says, there is a place near me where you may stand on a rock. And when my glory passes by, when you see who I am, I will put a cleft in the rock and I will cover you with my hand until I have passed by. And then I will remove my hand and you will see my back but my face must not be seen. So to see who God is, to see the face of God is not possible. We can only see the back of God. So what God is saying to Moses here is that it's impossible to see God face to face. We won't see where God has been or where God is. We will only see where God is going. So God may be the same yesterday, today, and forever, but to see God won't be a wall that we can focus on in the past or even the present. What we see is always where God is moving, where we are called to go next, how God is progressing us forward. So when Jesus said, I have not come to abolish the law, but to fulfill it, 
he was making a statement about where he is going, what he will be doing with his life, death, and resurrection. He was taking what was said in Moses' day about God and progressing it forward to show more of who God is, of God's glory, God's kaboom, to proclaim the name of God in a new, progressive way. So in the Old Testament, in the book of Numbers, chapter 15, verse 37, I think this is probably the only time I've ever quoted the book of Numbers. (laughs) God said to Moses that they were to have tassels on their garments to remember the Lord's commands. Then in the New Testament, in Luke 8, we remember the woman touching Jesus' garment. And Jesus says, someone has touched me, and I know the power has gone out of me. And he says to the woman, daughter, your faith has healed you. Go in peace. So as a rabbi, as a Jewish teacher, Jesus would have been wearing this same type of garment from the book of Numbers to keep the Lord's commands that also helped heal the woman who had faith in who Jesus was. So the old commands to be remembered in this garment were fulfilled by the new word in Jesus. Then what Jesus commanded of his disciples as he returned from the dead in Matthew 28 was to go into the world and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and the Holy Spirit. So the old commands were progressed forward to the new commands from the word Jesus. So to see God's glory, who God is, is to see where God is going. And God is calling us to make disciples, to be followers of Jesus, to find new ways to progress this truth forward for a new day. So Jesus said in Matthew 7, 7 and 8, Ask and it will be given to you. Seek and you will find it. Knock and the door will be opened to you. For everyone who asks receives. The one who seeks finds. And to the one who knocks, the door will be opened. I believe that if you're asking the questions, you'll find what you're looking for. If you're searching for God, you'll find God. My job as a pastor is not to give you all the answers because I don't have all the answers. My job is to get you to ask the right questions and to walk with you on your journey as I walk on my own journey. Life is often not about the destination, but the journey. We don't get the answer of seeing God face to face. We get the answer of seeing where God is going next. Our questions are answered by leading us to ask more questions. And it's the journey that gives us meaning. We find joy in walking this path that leads to life. It's the great mystery that intrigues us and excites us and keeps us jumping and coming back for more. What's so great about God is that when we find an answer to our questions, it simply leads us to ask more questions. We find an answer and we're left with so many more questions. We keep searching for more and we're never left feeling empty. We're never completely satisfied with God. We keep returning to this living water because we're thirsty for more. And Jesus said, my well is an artesian spring gushing fountains of endless life. See, the band Addison Road says, I've only stood on the shore of your ocean. There is so much more for us to learn, to live, to breathe, to experience, to enjoy. We've only stood on the shore of the vastness of who God is. We've only begun to taste the mouth-watering, delicious bread that Jesus offers us. We don't have all the answers. We can't lay all these bricks, but we don't have to. We have enough to make us jump, and we can't help 
but want everyone to jump with us. So listen, at Azel Christian Church, we're not perfect. We don't have it all together. We don't have all our ducks in a row. Some of us don't even know where our ducks are. <laughs> and that's okay. It's okay if you're an atheist here at this church. It's okay if we believe different things here. You don't have to live out a bullet point list of what it means to be a Christian. There is a lie that many of us have been told that you have to live a certain way or you have to accept God a certain way or achieve salvation a certain way, but God's glory surpasses our own understanding. What God offers is grace, which means we have been a gift to be able to not have all the answers, to not have it all together, to never, ever have to be perfect. It's not about how good you are. It's about how good God is. Jesus died and rose again to show us God loves us no matter what. And there is nothing we could do to ever separate ourselves from the love of God. A life with God has never been about being perfect. It's about being simply who you are with God and this church and this community of imperfect weirdos. <laughs> the life God has for us is so much more than a legalistic religion that tells us we can't be progressive. We are always progressing forward to see the back of God, to see where God is going next. The life God has for us is more like a painting or a song that you can't put into words. You can't make a list to define what this life is all about. All you can do is sing its song, adore its artistic creativity, embrace the beauty in each person that's created by God. You just jump, 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 jump for the Lord, reach and explore, and stand in awe of God. We're ripping open this box. We're tearing down the walls that separate us. There is a place for you who have been outside the walls. You've been wanting to ask the questions. You've been dying to know more. Here you can ask these questions and be free to be who you are. We're free to walk our own journeys together. And I'm excited. I'm ready to jump and dance and sing as we walk down this path together. It's time to ask new questions. Amen. Thanks for listening to the Azel Christian Church podcast. Azel Christian Church exists to proclaim the gospel of Jesus Christ through meaningful liturgy during worship, a public witness through outreach in the community, the nurturing of the spiritual life of every age group, and the witness of each member through discipleship, baptism, and the sharing of resources. To support this podcast and the ministries of Azel Christian Church, visit azelchristianchurch.org. Here you can contribute through giving online or find our Venmo information. If you're looking for a church or simply want to talk to one of our ministers, contact us through our website and we will be in touch. Talk to you soon.